What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Clint's bitching right now. <laughs> Before she even started hitting the, the play button, or she did, and I was already bitching. just bitching. <laughs> Saying that he stinks like garlic, and it's awful and miserable, and he feels so bad that he has to sit this close to me, and I don't smell anything, but... He ate a lot of garlic this week. Yes, and I feel I, I I swear I feel like I still taste it, and it's that's why I, I feel like I'm exuding or exuming I don't know which word that is, but garlic that odor because we all know that smell when someone eats it and you just reek of it and you're like, Ugh. or when people cook with particular ingredients, like there's a very distinct distinct ethnic smell, I believe. Yeah. Like, you, you just understand. Like, mm-hmm. if you had a whiff of it, you wouldn't even need to turn around to see what that person looked like to know, like, yep, they're from an Indian household. <laughs> or or Subway. <laughs> if you go or- into Subway and you're eating Subway for lunch and you're like, oh, you don't need, I didn't even need to see the wrappers. I just smell you. You smell like Subway. <laughs> so where we live in Southern California, we have, we're definitely the minority. And growing up, of course, I had a lot of Mexican friends And there's a very distinctive smell in a Mexican household. Mm -hmm. Like they're always cooking refried beans. There's always beans like in the slow cooker or and then there's always a pot of grease like just sitting out on the stove because these are things that they use all day, every day. And I remember going over to my dad's house a couple weeks ago and then asking him like, like, Daddy, did you make something with grease? And he recently bought an... um, what is it called? Like a, fr- a fryer? A deep fryer? Yeah, a deep fryer. And so he has somebody that stays at his house and helps with cooking and cleaning and stuff. And I guess they had made French fries. But it brought me back to walking into a household where you have that smell. And Clint, as an officer, you go into strangers' homes all the time. <laughs> so I can only imagine the level of sense that. <laughs> but you don't smell. Getting back to business here. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with somebody recently and I would say it was more of like a clarity conversation because he is having a very hard time putting himself first and telling other people no. And during conversations like this, I like to ask a lot of really selfish questions and we dug pretty deep and I think he got some clarity around the conversation, but it brought me to some time that I had this past week that poured into this weekend where I found myself going back to a pattern that I haven't been in in a really long time. And I tell people all the time, I am without a doubt and without hesitation or any reserve, the most selfish person that I know. I'm selfish with my time. I'm selfish with my space. I'm selfish with how I share myself and where I'm going to show up, like events that I go to. I'm incredibly selfish in that way. And it's something that I used to feel incredibly guilty about because I was that yes girl. Yes, daddy, I can drop everything and do that for you. Yes, Clint, I can drop everything and do that for you. Yes, I can go there. I can go out of my way. I can I can stop what I was working on. I can put myself last. I'll do all these things for other people first. And as I'm talking, that probably sounds like you as you listen to this. <laughs> it was me up until about five years ago. 
And it was that way my entire childhood because being the only daughter, there are certain expectancies. And I grew up where I was raised in a house to where class was the number one thing implemented into my being, right? There's a certain way for a lady to sit. There's a certain way for a lady to set the table. There are certain things that a lady can and cannot say. And I'm very grateful for that. I look at what I believe to be my class equalities, and I often see the difference, not in comparison between me and someone else, but I can see the difference in what was instilled in me as a young woman versus so many other females that I see who are blatantly like burping and just like, to me, that is, I want to say the word trashy, but it's a lack of class when I see females who are acting a certain way. And that's not to discredit them. That's how they were raised, evidently, but it's just not how I was raised. And so there came this point where I just said enough was enough. And I hired a coach and my entire life changed and started the coaching training and blah, blah, blah. Like everybody who's listened for a while knows my story. But this past week, I found that for the first time in a very long time, I got caught up in this loop of doing other things for other people. Clint asked me to wash his horse because there was a memorial event. I couldn't say no to that. And my dad kept asking me to do things for him, whether it was personal, like researching and buying a freezer and helping him to type up an estimate. And then my brother called me and needed me to do a home inspection report. And then his printer wouldn't work. So I needed to retype something that he sent me. You know, the notepads. Mm -hmm. I, I need to discuss this with him. So he went through and he put a paragraph on different notepads and then sent me 17 emails with these different paragraphs. And it was all for the same document. Like, why not just put it in the singular document and then press that little up arrow and send it all at once? Um, And it was just like that all week long. I had a few, a few close contacts that needed support with something. I helped them with that. And I gave away 70% of my time doing things for other people. And I got a phone call from my brother. Was it yesterday? I believe maybe the day before. And he said, Oh yeah, we need another one of these things. And I stopped him and I said, I'm not doing work for anybody else until next Tuesday. (laughs) And I said it just like that. And it shocked him. I could hear his response. Like what the fuck kind of thing. And I had the same discussion with my dad yesterday where I told him, you and you and my brother all week have thought it was okay for me to just stop what I'm doing so that I can be at your beck and call to do the thing that you're asking me to do. And there are certain things that are outside of their limits. So my dad does not have a high level of intellectual capability. He never even finished. Um, I think he went to barely the seventh grade. And so there are certain things that I know that I need to help my dad with. My brother's another story, but helping my brother meant that I was helping my dad. And so by telling them no, I I just stopped, especially after the conversation with my brother. And I realized like I gave away way too much of my power this week to other people. And I have not done that in such a long time. And all I needed to do was say no. I didn't give an explanation to them. I didn't give an explanation to you. Clint, I simply said no. And that's because I have a very strategic schedule that I try to stick to. And by omitting two hours out of my day, five hours out of my day, the entire day, 
it makes it to where all those things that I have listed on my schedule, I now have to compound them onto my schedule for the following week, which means that my incredibly arduous schedule that I already have is going to slam me to the ground. And not only that, but what it really means is I'm going to have to take away the the personal things that I know that keep me elevated, that keep me level. Like I have a time block for an hour a day to take a bath. That is my self-care routine, a ritual that I have because it allows me peace. It allows me to soak my body in Epsom salt because I know that I worked out hard in the morning. It allows me to just have some quiet and to just, that's my happy place. We have a ridiculously expensive cast iron freestanding bathtub that I put to good use, right? I have, mm-hmm. Clint knows, I, I absolutely love taking baths. And there was a great period of time where I wasn't able to. And then it reminded me of how thankful I am to now be able to take a bath again because we only had showers. And we get caught up in the notion that maybe they're not going to like me anymore if I say no, or maybe they're going to judge me if I tell them no. But I think that a lot of us are worried that we're not going to get called on again if I say no this time, right? Like, Clint, I know you've experienced this. If you say no to overtime, you're worried that they're not going to call you again for overtime. But to me, the coolest thing is I hope they feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that me saying no means that they might call on somebody else who perhaps has more availability than I do or hasn't learned the lesson and they're too lenient, And so a lot of the times we find it difficult to just use those two letter words and tell people no, but it makes all the difference in our life. And there comes a point in all of our lives. And sometimes we're lucky enough as I was to learn that in my twenties. And sometimes we're not so lucky and we might not understand that until my mom, for example, when you're literally on your deathbed and you're finally saying like, fuck you to everything else. Let me focus on me. Like that's a sad place to be, but that's the reality for a lot of people. My mom gave up her entire life to us kids and my dad. And I never saw her put herself first until there was that nine month bracket between the time that she got diagnosed with cancer to the time that she died. And I think it's important for us to understand the power that we hold by telling other people no, and by taking ownership of our time And a lot of the times we don't feel that that's relevant because we don't have this priority list of our own time. If we're just, this this is a Clint word, (laughs) dilly-dallying along in life, and we just have like this clock in, clock out, go to work, go home kind of mentality, there's no priority there. So when we have no priority, then we don't think that it's important to tell other people no. So by sitting down and really analyzing your time and the things that you should be doing with your time, instead of just the dilly-dally-ness, we're going with it, (laughs) then it allows us to understand just how important telling other people no really is. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.